0: Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell. This is the Inspiration Show, and today on the show, I have a very good friend of mine, Marilyn Suttle is joining us. How are you, Marilyn? Hi there, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fabulous. Now we're actually going to be talking about Marilyn's new book that's coming out. It's called Taming Gladys. Um, So Mm -hmm. we're going to be finding out all about that and who is Gladys. (laughs) Uh, But before we do that, um, Marilyn, why don't you go into a little bit of your story and your background and how you got into into you know being an author and, and writing this amazing book. Oh, thank you. You know, I
1: never set out to be an author, but I think I was born to be of service. It came to me through my father owned a business, my mother owned a business. And the one thing that was the most important for both of them was making people happy, of really caring. And you know my father, he owned a, a neighborhood bar, but he would he would take me during the day and show me how to clean. I didn't have to clean it, but I watched him <laughs> meticulously. And he said, "I want the floors to shine. I want the counters to shine. I'm doing this for my for my guests. You know, for the people who are coming here." And it's that mindset of really being of service that we could bring into our work wherever we go. So that that was ingrained in me from a really young age.
0: Right. And so um, we're talking about time and Gladys. So so who is Gladys? Okay,
1: Gladys is that person who triggers you. You know, we all have a different kind of Gladys. It's that person who, you know, makes your your stomach tense or your neck tight (laughs) the one that causes you to lose track of who you really are in the moment and get triggered. So here's my thought is that Gladys is a gift. And she's a gift because she helps you become more more spiritual, more connected, more in touch with what really matters. And less you get to be less taking things personally and less small. You know, it, it really allows you to grow as a human being. This Gladys is great, although she doesn't always feel that way.
0: <laughs> I know, and I think sometimes too, we we, we have a, a Gladys, and it, and it could not it doesn't necessarily have to be in our work, but it could be in our life. Absolutely, yes. It could be your it could be your kids sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where where you know where they're pushing our buttons. And I think sometimes, you know, the question is like not why are they pushing my buttons, but maybe why do I have a button that needs pushing? You know, why is there a button that's being pushed, and where does that come from? So tell me, tell me the motivation behind writing the book. Well, I've always, I
1: know, I was put on this earth to help people bridge the gap of communication. At a very young age, um, I was given a term paper to do, and I learned about. Um, chimpanzees who learn sign language. And I was fascinated that you could actually connect with another species. There, where there was no communication, there became communication. And I was mm-hmm. in fifth grade, and from that point on, that was my passion. And I, I went I didn't go into the right profession with my passion, so I did a detour into the corporate world for a while um, in, in an area that was very technical. But thank goodness I did. You know, the, the universe does conspire for our highest good because had I not gone, climbed up the wrong ladder to get to the top, I wouldn't have learned what life is like for corporate people behind desks, sitting in cubicles, and the stress that comes with it, with the coworker interactions, with the stress of wanting to do something else with your life or not knowing how to get your message across. So, because I was in that world for so long, when I finally had this like, moment of realization, like, oh, I have to start all over again, um, it really did give me beautiful information and, and experiences to draw on. So that's right. how the, the book was kind of started
0: from what might seem like a mistake, but there are no mistakes. There are never a mistake. And mm-hmm. everything that happens, like you said, is always for our highest good. Yes. Um, and always seems to be a stepping stone to where we're going next, I believe. So, Yeah. So, so tell me about some of the the Gladyses that, that you address in the book. Okay, so um,
1: because there are so many Gladyses, our first book, which was uh, published by Amacom back in two thousand nine, was called Who's Your Gladys? And we had ten companies and ten different Gladyses. And the first one, though, she was just so tough. You know, she was she worked. Uh, she was a senior citizen. This particular one, Gladys could be a man or a woman, young young or old. But this one just was. Had that ability to make you feel so small and to complain so viciously that you just want to run or, or, or fight. You know, or what do they say? Your mind goes into fight, flight, or freeze. Uh, but because, you know, we, we talked to Singapore Airlines, Paul Reed Smith Guitars, Jack Canfield's companies, all kinds, 10 different amazing companies. And what they all had in common was this ability to see the best in Gladys, to meet her where she is, to take her where you want to go. And so the the big aha that I got from all the interviews was that Gladys can become your biggest, most vocal advocate because she's emotionally invested in you. She has a high, high emotions equals connection. And when emotions do, when there's high disconnection, there's the possibility of high connection.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know there are a couple of times you know and I, I don't get to you know we have a support team now so I don't get to see a lot of the emails that are coming through but I remember in the beginning when you know there was just the three of us and we was you know had to do everything ourselves that mm-hmm. um, often and not that it happened that often but when I did have like a really you know, scathing email coming in <laughs> from someone who was really upset um, you know I would always re- reply with kindness Um, And you know what, 99% of the time the next email that would come from that person would be an apology because Mm. most of the time what I found is that they were in just a moment in their life, a moment in time where they were hurting, it had nothing to do with me, or had nothing to do with my movies um, but this is how they were able to release and lash out, um, you know, unaware of what, what effect that would have on somebody else. But when I think when you're responding kindness that way, and it could it doesn't it could be anyone in your life, like we were saying before, it doesn't necessarily have to be business, that it completely changes the response from the other person, don't you think?
1: Oh yeah, and as you're saying that, I'm remembering I was working with uh, ten bookstores for a big big uh, university, and one of the ladies had dealt with a student, and this student was very rude and obnoxious and. And kind of mean-spirited and she wanted, she came this close to reaming him out. But she didn't She, because she had this belief that everything is happening for me. I don't know why this is happening for me this way but what is this for? I'm just going to, who am I choosing to be? So she said she was even kinder to this young boy. Two weeks later, he committed suicide. Mm -hmm. And what she said is, maybe I was the last person who gave him a kindness before he left. Who knows? But thank goodness that I gave him a kindness. I could live with that. You know, so it's powerful how you know they say. What, before you speak, ask yourself: Is it truthful? Is it useful? Is it kind? And is it unifying?
0: And if you hit those four, you're saying the right thing. Yeah, absolutely. I know. For me, I always have to take a breath. <laughs> Yes, because you have to feel
1: what you feel. If you deny the feeling, it's going to come out. With your eyes, are going to twitch. <laughs> you're
0: going to say something sideways that's mean. <laughs> and I think, but I think the breath is like that moment of like, don't react. It gives me the chance to to take a moment to to choose how I'm going to respond.
1: Yes, and when you're doing that, when you're choosing how you respond, it's so brilliant, Natalie. It, you're also self-soothing. Because you you can't expect somebody else to take care of your emotional needs. That's your job. And because, especially if you're working in a situation where you're dealing with a boss or a customer, you have to deal with their emotional needs sometimes. So it it takes that extra bit of self care, that self soothing. And that breath just fills you and rejuvenates you with energy. So um, what you notice is stressed out people tend to breathe really small, really tight. They're not allowing that universal breath to take over and allow you to separate yourself from the situation and see it in a
0: new way. Absolutely. And most of us, when we're stressed, we hold our breath.
1: Yes, exactly. It's like we're frozen in a moment of um, panic or that animal part of our brain, that reptilian part that just is in threat mode and it's so interesting how the brain works when you're in threat mode it actually reduces your ability to reason. So one of the things you could do and the reason why I say to count to 10 is because you're reactivating your rational side. And mm-hmm. so you breathe and count allows you to shift back in out of the stress mode and into the rational mode.
0: Yeah. So, out of the interviews that you did for this particular book, is there anything that sort of stood out for you that, that really made an impression on you? Oh, my gosh. There's so many.
1: But the one that comes to mind, I just got an email right before the show, so I'll, I'll mention that. Um, before we wrote this particular book, we piloted it with a bunch of different types of companies. And one was a, a cable company, a TV cable company. And you know how hard that is to give good service, and people struggle with that. So, we had a manager take his team through it. And these were the people who come into your home and set things up. And when they heard they had to do Taming Gladys sessions <laughs> 20 <laughs> minutes a week, they were not happy. <laughs> and the first two weeks, they were kind of rolling their eyes and crossing their arms. But on the third week, everybody wanted a chance to talk. They all wanted to share their experiences because you activate that humane part deep inside that really does want to connect. And what ended up happening within 12 weeks, they received more unsolicited calls from customers than they had in the previous year. They're just saying, wow, these they, your service people are great and it was unsolicited. So it really shows that when you pay attention to each other inside, what happens on the inside of a company? Shows out up on the outside eventually. Same with a family. What shows up on the inside has a way of seeping out into the outside. Right. And it's so important. It all starts with our own selves. You know. It really is inner
0: work. Right. So what's, uh, what do you think was the turning point for this team? Like what what was the transformation that you see you saw them have? Appreciation. Hmm. And
1: here's what I mean. Typically we go through our jobs and nobody says they get too much appreciation at work. And when you spend because the the whole idea of this book is there there's twenty minute sessions that you could have with each other, really quick little activities. And when you spend a consistent amount of time focused on what's going right, and what, what are your ideas? What do you think with your people, with yourself? You feel like there's meaning in your work. You feel like you matter and you do. But it's so often overlooked for looking at the numbers, looking at your to do list, and not really taking just a moment in time to say,
0: What are you doing right? Or what do you think? It's just very powerful. Yeah, no, I agree. I, you know, I often advocate having a, a, a habit of gratitude, by writing out five new things every day into into a, a journal at the end of the day. Um, but what I also add to that is also to add any of the little wins that you had along the way, because mm. the more we focus on what's going right, and the more we focus on those little wins, it doesn't matter how small that that increment step forward, the step was forward. The more we focus on that, the more that expands. And you know, mm, and yeah. What you were is a perfect example.
1: Yeah, and that's your work. I, I love Natalie, the work you do because you really do help people really own their greatness
0: within. It's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so who are the type of people that you think would benefit most from from reading *Taming Gladys*? Well, if you're busy. It's,
1: if you are a busy person a busy leader or you're a busy manager you're a busy employee that just, you don't have a lot of time to invest in you know taking i mean it's great to take workshops i love doing it myself i i really do and uh, it's great to be able to go to a retreat but you need something in between you need some kind of shot of inspiration in between because life happens every day so if you're somebody who is struggling with personality clashes, or you're struggling with liking your customers, <laughs> or dealing with that very difficult coworker who keeps gab festing at you in the morning when you really want to just get back to work. Um, this book will help you with coping skills, with ways of thinking, with little activities you could do either with yourself or a partner or a group. Um, it, it really is a change of, of just
0: energy. You read it and you change your energy. Yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I think the lessons and the schools and tools that you provide in this book are just fantastic. And like you mm. said, it's like it's like for us to be consistently creating success in our life, we need to be vibrating or it be at this higher level of, of emotion. And having a book like this to have these little tools and these little shots of injection all the way along, I think, is fantastic. So I really commend you, Marilyn. I love the book. And I, obviously, I love your work. You're, you're mm-hmm. incredible. I want to thank you so much for joining us today. So if people want to connect with you or they want to get their hands on the book, where can we send them to do that? You can go to TamingGladys.com. That's T-A-M-I-N-G-G-L-A-D-Y-S.com. Awesome. Thanks again, Marilyn. It's such a pleasure talking to you always. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. So guys, now I encourage you to share this video and you can do that by clicking in the Facebook and the Twitter share buttons on this page. And Remember, if you're watching this online, just click the banner to the side. If you're watching it on the app, click the banner underneath this video to go straight through to Marilyn's website. And make sure that you leave your email if you haven't done so already so we can send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e-course. So until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and love without limits. We'll see you soon. Mm-hmm.